Hello! And welcome. My name is Luke Joe. My name is Thorne George. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. That's right, Thorne. These are the pre-written stories made by the guys who made up the game Dungeons & Dragons. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you now. Now, why would we do that, Luke? Well, Thorne, maybe you're a DM who is thinking about running a particular campaign, and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who has already been in this particular campaign we're running, and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe you're a manager of a Taco Bell, and you keep thinking to yourself, I wish I lived in a fantastical realm, and we are the escape for you. You should be warned, though. Each of our episodes will take on part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we are running. Now you've been warned. So, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session zero of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. So, Thorne, this is our very first episode of Modular. Yeah, I know. I it's it's crazy. I never thought we would uh, go through with this. Yeah, I mean, um, but I'm 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 kind of glad that we did. Oh, me too. I mean, yeah, we signed that that seal, you know, with with Satan, and was like, you know, give us, you know, this many hours to make a podcast, or you'll suck our souls out of our butts. So, yeah, I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah. Ooh. Not not butt soul sucking. That's that's, that's never worst. any fun. Um, I you know I feel I feel since this is the first episode, we should give a little background information about ourselves. So like who, uh, what, who we what, are? Who yeah? Who we are? Okay. So who are you, uh, Luke? What and and what do you do? Okay. Exactly. Okay. 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 My name's Luke Job. Um, you know I have brown hair, brown eyes. Um, I am twenty four years old. I'm a law student at an undisclosed law school in America. I'll give you a, a hint. It's not a T14 school, okay? I'm not at Harvard. Um, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, m most people probably won't. But if you're a law student, you might get it. Um, and, and that's me. Yeah, Thorne, who are you? Who are you? Um, who am I? Well, my name is Thorin George. Um, right now, I am a college student. Uh, dropout. Is there a better term for college dropout? Uh, no, that's, maybe, maybe. that's super fucking cool. Just to say, I'm a college dropout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe well, not. Uh, so right now I'm a, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a server at a restaurant, uh, a local restaurant uh, in the town that I live in, in the city that I live in. So you serve, you serve um, the community, you would say. Yeah, I serve, I serve the community. Um, not a big fan of it can't say i enjoy it mm, um, mm. but you know someone's got to do it yeah amen amen brother well uh thorn how did we meet how did we meet oh, god that takes me back um i was i was about nine years old i just moved uh to south carolina mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. where we both used to live where we both used to live and my mom got a job uh, teaching at a school, and your mom also had a job at that school. Yes. And um, your mom was like, hey, you know, we're, we're getting to become good pals. So uh, I have a son whose ninth birthday is coming up. I think you should bring your son to it. That's right. And my mom was like, 
and my mom was like, hey, let's go to this kid's birthday. And I was like, I don't want to go to this kid's birthday. I don't, I don't fucking know this kid. Like, but little, little did you know, it was the most kick-ass birthday party a nine-year-old would ever hold. I probably I you know the sample size right now is one, so it's one out of one, and I think that you know that's a hundred percent. But I think I'd need a larger uh, nine-year-old uh, birthday party sample size to no, make no, a, no, that no, better. no. You're sounding like a political scientist. Don't do that. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, um, so yeah, we met. Yeah, we met been, there, and yeah, the rest is history. Uh, yeah, so much history. You know, uh, at least what sixteen years of history. That's right. So yeah. So uh, what's what's our background with this this old this yield Dungeons and Dragons? So uh, I grew up. I was really into fantasy as a child. Um, my dad grew up telling me about Lord of the Rings. You know, I got my name from The Hobbit. Um, oh, that's I would where it watch comes the from. Cartoons. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, so I would watch the cartoons, and then when the Lord of the Rings movies came out, my dad took, took us to see them, and I absolutely I was like it. This is so cool. This is like the coolest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, that's how the Academy um, felt too. I mean, Return of the King. Yeah, clean right. Sweet, I, baby. I agree. I agree with. For once, I agree with the Academy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've always been into fantasy. You know, Lord of the Rings got me into, and I've also been into Pokemon, which I consider fantasy. Lord of the Rings got me into the Elder Scrolls. Lord of the Rings got me into uh, a lot of other things, um, Fable, um, Dragon Age. Uh, I tried World of Warcraft one time. wasn't that much of a fan, um, but I wow. hear Warcraft, Warcraft lore is pretty good. Um, but yeah, so it was it was around my freshman year of college, and I had uh, my friend who lived in my old high school town. They were like, "Hey, you should come over, and we should play this game. We should play Dungeons and Dragons." And I was like, "Well, I've always I've always heard of it, um, and I'd like to try it out." So we did. And we got drunk, and we had a fucking blast. Oh, so you were 21 and in your freshman year of college? Um. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> we, had a, we had a fucking blast. Um, and, and I remember texting you the next day, or texting our friend group the next day, and be like, hey, we gotta play this game. And I'm pretty sure you were listening to a D&D podcast at the time. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I won't tell you which one because, uh, you know, I don't want to play favorites, but um, it's, you know, it's like some sort of zone uh, that contains a lot of, you know, adventure. So, if that tells you. Yeah, an, an adventure zone. Whoa, he's a killer. Okay, anyway, keep moving. Um, yeah, I've been listening anyway, to the podcast. So, um, so, yeah, he was listening to the podcast and he, and, and, and we just decided, you know, our sophomore year, we were like, okay, let's start a D&D group. And that's exactly what we did. Yeah, so you've been playing yeah. about seven years. I've been playing about six years. Um, we've both been players. We've both uh, we've been in the same party together as players. We've also been players for each other's games and obviously DM'd for each other. DM, if you don't know. Well, actually, if you don't know what a DM is, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So um, I'll move on from that, but... I mean, well, we can't, you know, you can't alienate people who are new to Dungeons & Dragons. DM means Dungeon Master. Um, it is the processing unit of the the game. It's, um, it's, it's God. It's referee. It's, it's everything. Uh, it's all the work with none of the credit. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was kind of hard for me to get into Dungeons & Dragons without a good 
you know, resource or a guide. And I think that's kind of why we're making this podcast, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's there's two ways to run a Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Um, the first being you make up your own story and you just, you know, imagine whatever you want. You take, you know, certain things from certain other fantastical worlds and you make up your own stuff. That can be pretty daunting. So the other thing you do is so daunting. Uh, yes, it's it's um, like Sir Dantos from Game of Thrones. Sir Dantos daunting. Um, the other thing you do is you run a pre-written campaign, uh, a module, and when you're running those, these are fat books. I mean, these are these are big boys, and you open it up and you look at it and you think, I've got to figure out how to actually run this thing for my friends. And I've done this a lot of times with a lot of modules. I've looked at it. And I've thought, I really want to know how this goes. And so what we plan to do with this podcast is we are going to run tons of these modules, maybe all of them. And in so doing... Wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be a treat? That'd be a treat. That'd be a sweet treat. Um, but if we, if we can do that, then DMs can go back to this podcast, listen to it, find you know the particular module they want to run, listen to it, and now they have a feel... For how it should run so we really want to be a resource yeah a resource and you know if you're not planning on being a dm it could also be a form of entertainment or it could be something you listen to when you go to sleep because we're just really fucking boring that's true yeah so i mean if you're smart you know you're gonna listen to us and you're gonna be like these guys are absolutely hilarious and if you're not that smart just listen to our sweet sultry voices until you fall asleep yes sweet and Sultry. Oh, God. I wish he'd never done that. So um, our plan for the podcast is really we'll go back and forth, DMing, dungeon mastering for one another, um, and the other person will be a player in the game. But anyone who's, you know, a veteran of D&D knows that usually a party is not going to be just one person. So after our first arc, we will turn to, you know, different friends of ours, different family members, um, uh, good D&D players that we can count on to be guests on the show and we'll likely have a rotating sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for, Thorin? Party? Uh, uh, roster? Roster, thank you. That's what I needed. A rotating roster of, uh, of different voice actors to come on the podcast and uh, yeah, play some D&D with us. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, right now it's just the two of us. Uh, Luke here is going to be dungeon mastering. I'm going to be playing. What module are we doing? So we're running a very tiny module. Most modules are, you know, these, you know, 200, 300 page books. Um, we're running one much smaller than that. It's called Dragon of Icefire Peak. And it's found in the essentials kit of D&D. That's just this big box that's got all sorts of goodies in there, including dice. Dice I'll be using today. Um, these shiny red dice you can get in the box. But it also contains this module, Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. And our, our real appeal to it is when Wizards put this out, Wizards of the Coast, who makes Dungeons & Dragons, when they put this product out, they pushed it to, to sort of kind of emphasize that D&D can be a two-player game, one DM and one player. Um, two? That's insane. Exactly. You can do that? You can, with some, wow. with some extra fun rules that we're going to be implementing. Um, Ooh. They've got all sorts of scaling uh, methods, but the biggest thing we'll be uh, doing in this podcast is we'll have a sidekick feature. So Thorin's player is going to have a trusty sidekick 
along the way. Ooh, like a, like a Barnacle Boy to my Mermaid Man. Absolutely, absolutely. For all of you uh, Barnacle Boy and Mermaid Man fans. Um, so this adventure takes place in Phandalin, which is a small town near the Sword Coast of Faerun, the Sword Coast being the western coast. Faerun being this giant imaginary continent that nerds like to play different games on. Uh, all sorts of D&D modules uh, take place in Faerun. Um, and y- now, a, a, a lot of the things about Faerun um, that I've been reading is that it's part of the Forgotten Realms, which is just one. Uh, it's it's just one setting for D and D. Right. Absolutely. So there's a lot of different settings because D and D is supposed to be a sort of multiverse. Yes. So that all of these all of these games can take place at the same time, um, and you can even do your own homebrew content. Um, and it could still be considered canon within D and D because it is just it's a it's a, an ex- an expansive uh, plane. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's Eberron. Uh, some of you might be familiar with. That's like this steampunk kind of universe. There's also Wildmount, which is created by Matthew Mercer, who runs Critical Role. If you're familiar, um, there's all these different places, and it is a very appealing thing to realize you could run your own game, you could create your own world, and it's considered canonical with what these professionals wrote uh, in just a different world, in a different part of the multiverse. So that's uh, that's absolutely cool. Yeah, no, it's it's the coolest stuff. It, like, when I did my first homebrew, it, like, like the thought that, like, oh, hey, this this is actually taking place within the multiverse of D&D, like, that just, it blew my mind. It made me very happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so where so where exactly in Faerun is this taking place? You said on the Sword Coast? The Sword Coast, yeah, that's the western coast. Um, there are lots of cities, maybe some of you D&D players are familiar with, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter, um, and they are all located on that coastline. There's this tiny little hamlet uh, called Phandalin, uh, this, this wee town, and our big adventure is taking place in this tiny little place. Um, and Thorin's character is going to be helping Phandalin uh, with ever-impending doom. But Thorin... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you thought that this was going to be a campaign full of sunshine and rainbows, you better think again, Buster. Jeez. I mean, with a title like The Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, I, I don't think anyone... Uh, would think it's about sunshine and rain- rainbows. Okay, good. It's definitely uh, a dragon. Either way, Corin. Cool. I I love dragons personally, um, and I love uh, how D and D has structured dragons uh, in a way. Uh, but that's not important right now. What is important is the character. Who who is this character? Why are they here? Um, and so let me pull up my page really quick yes we've all been wondering um, who's using... the hero of our story yeah um so i'm using D beyond which is a free it's a website it's a free resource given to you by wizards of the coast um you can buy their books and their modules um on it um it allows you to set up characters and encounters and campaigns it's actually a really useful uh tool so i will be using that for my characters i will be rolling physical dice though um, they do have virtual dice for those of you who can't really afford dice. Virtual dice. Yeah, it's super cool. You can customize the virtual dice and everything. This it sounds like I'm being paid to say this, but I promise you, I'm not. Um, I'm just D and D Beyond. It's just like it's such a good resource. He's just got a who are really he's got a, trying to get into D and D. He's got a big old crush on uh, Chris Perkins big old, and everyone else at Wizards old, of the Coast. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, and a uh, big old boner for this website. Um, website. So boner. my, so my character um, is a he's he's it's, it's a male a half elf bard named Bradley Copper. Mmm, Bradley um, Copper. Uh, Thorin, if if you were gonna compare the physical attributes of your character to an actor, say one from the Hangover series, uh, who would he most look like? Um, probably Zach Galifianakis. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right. No, uh, just kidding. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm going to talk about the the stats and such about um Bradley Copper. Um, I did roll for my stats. So what you do is you uh, roll four dice and take the three highest six. Um, and you place those values into uh, the different value boxes such as strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Yes, the six um, cornerstones of every human being's life. Yeah. Um, I can tell you all of mine are at a 10 right now, except for maybe charisma, which is at an 8. Mm, um, perfect, perfect. Glad you're running cool. a podcast. Uh, but, yeah, but Bradley, uh, on the other hand, has some pretty good ones. His strength is a 12, his dexterity is a 15, constitution 11, intelligence 1, wisdom 14, and charisma 18. Did you just say intelligence 1? I mean, 13. Whoops. Wow, I was worried for a second. I, this guy was Yeah, his intelligence is one. He's. You were going to be a slug. You were going to be an actual yeah, slug. He, I literally, I, he's crawling on the ground as we speak. Um, and these, uh, the, the statistics uh, are actually very important for uh, determining how good you are at uh, doing something along with your dice rolls. Right, so there's the, there's the tomato uh, sort of tomatoometer, I'll call it, for each of these stats. So strength is how hard you can throw a tomato. Constitution is how well you could handle eating a rotten tomato. Dexterity is how well you could dodge a tomato being thrown at you. Uh, wisdom is, wait, no, intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that you don't put a tomato in a fruit salad. And charisma is being able to peddle a tomato-based fruit salad. That's a good, I, that's a good, I, I've also seen that meme. That's a good, um. Yeah, I didn't make that that's meme. A good, yeah, it's, I'm not saying you, it's a good you would have never seen it. Um, so a bard is basically a, a musical. A thespian. And a thespian, an actor, um, a singer, a musician. A tumbler. All the things, a what? A tumbler? I don't use that website. Um, it's everything that uh, someone like myself would want to be, um, but I can't be, and that's why I've turned to fantasy to do such things. And that's what Dungeons & Dragons is really about. You know, you can either yeah. get a therapist and help yourself deal with these things, or you can make a D&D &D character and everyone else can psychoanalyze you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's read off. So some features and traits... Um, he is proficient at playing bagpipes, lyre, horn. You're um, a liar. He is yeah, he is uh, proficient in perception, stealth, and history. Um, he has dark vision, fey ancestry. Uh, he gains... Uh, he is versatil versatile? He's versatilitous. Is His versatility is, is good that he's proficient in performance and deception as well. Wow. Um, wow. So you got a sneaky little bastard. Yeah, I've got a sneaky little bastard. Um, he is proficient in light armor, crossbows, uh, 
hand bows, long swords, rapiers, short swords, and simple weapons. Uh, that's why he carries a mace. Uh, and also because I just I just really like maces. I think they're underutilized mm. in a lot of fantasy media. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we need we need to start a campaign for more maces. I agree. Yeah, no, maces. I mean, I think maces are cool. When as was thought. the last time you saw a mace in a fantastical realm other than Mace Windu? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, he can speak common, dwarvish, and elvish. Um, That's more languages than I can speak. Uh, yeah, I can only speak English, and I'm not the best at that. Once so again. he's an entertainer, um, and entertainers come with a feature called By Popular Demand. Uh, you can always find, it, it reads the following, you can always find a place of, to perform, usually an inn or tavern, but possibly with a circus, at a theater, or even in a noble's court. At such a place, you receive free lodge, lodging and food of a modest or comfortable standard, depending on the quality of the establishment, as long as you perform each night. In addition, your performance makes you something of a local figure. When strangers recognize you in a town where you've performed, they typically take a liking to you. Wow, so you're Mr. Yeah. Cool Musician Guy. I'm hoping to be, and that'll, that'll, uh, that'll come into play in his backstory, I think, of why he's that way. Okay. Um, because okay. I like to, I personally like to get really into my characters. Not everybody has to. Uh, that's just how I am. Yeah. Um, my alignment is neutral good. Uh, that's going to determine how I play my character. I obviously am not, am, I'm flawed, um, so I'm not going to know exactly how to play a perfectly neutral good character, but I'm going to try my best. Of course, um, of course. He has greenish blue eyes. He is six feet tall. Ooh. Uh, he, he has his faith in Jables and Cage, the gods of song. Wow, wow. Um, he has golden red hair. He has tanned olive skin. He's got a bit of bit of stubble oh my on God, his face. This guy you know, needs but to be just on good the enough bachelor. that it's like it looks he looks very handsome. Wow, Jesus. Um, he's twenty six and he's got he's 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 not muscular, but he's not like rail thin or anything. He's 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 lean. Personality traits you can you can fill out uh, additional personality traits and ideals and bonds and flaws um, just to help you yourself role play the character better and also to give your DM some ideas on how to like make situations for your character. How to so manipulate traits, best, really? Yeah, exactly. So his personality traits are he's a hopeless romantic, always searching for that special someone. Uh, he knows a story relevant to almost every situation. Uh, his ideals, uh, beauty, when I perform, I make the world better than it was. Wow. Bonds, I idolize a hero of the old tales and measure my deeds against that person's, that hero being Jables or Cage, whichever uh, he prefers mm, mm. Um, at the time. There is, one, I, there is one Tenacious D fan listening to this right now, and they are so excited. Uh, yeah, me, me too. Me too. I hope it's Jack Black. Um, he would do anything for the other members of his old troop or street gang. Um, his flaw is, I'm a sucker for a pretty face. Wow. Yeah, right? Wow. Nuts. Okay, that's interesting. So now let's get into the description of him. I'll give you the backstory. Bradley Copper grew up the eldest son of the wealthy newsprinter Ander Copper. Having a wealthy father in the city of Neverwinter meant Bradley could do just about anything he pleased. He would often run around the neighborhoods and boroughs of the city with his so-called street gang, the Golden Thieves. The members of the gang included his younger brother Slyander, or Sly, an elven child named Artribius Filch, a dwarven child named Braff Karzak, and a half-orc teen named Lairbule Finaster. During Bradley's ninth summer, the gang got into a spot of trouble with the city guard. 
Not wanting himself or his younger brother in jail, Bradley made a pact with Braff and Artribius to pin the blame on Lerbuel. As Lerbuel was locked up, he swore that the other formed gang members would have an enemy for life. As he grew older, he began to grow interested in the opposite sex. He decided, with very little thinking, that he would do whatever it takes to conquer the fair maidens of Neverwinter. After several failed courtships, he concluded that the issue wasn't his way of thinking or his personality, but rather how he presented himself to women. Never one to think rationally, he immediately demanded his father pay for him to go to the local actor's college to become better at persuasion and deception. His father being a total pushover, he soon became the top student um, at Splendid Quain Aster's Actors College. After graduating top of his class, he joined the local Bards Guild, yet still his attempts at wooing the ladies of the realm were failing. He decided that it must be because of his lack of personal wealth, despite being loaded. He decided that he would travel the lands, accepting whatever light quest and performing at whatever taverns he could find himself at. This has since led him to the hamlet of Phandalin, where our story begins. Okay, okay. So I learned a few things there. I learned that we just lost uh, 10 listeners while you were saying things like Atribius, Braff, and Lairbuel. Um, I learned that your guy is a dirty rat that ratted out his friend. And uh, Oh, absolutely. And he's, I mean, he's, he, I say he's neutral good, but he's not, he's not the best guy out there. Mm, interesting. I'm not sure you know how this game works. Okay, and uh, I also learned that he's, what, a rich bitch? That's what it sounds like. He's like this... Essentially, yeah, he's also... He's a he part of the 1%? Somebody. I wouldn't say the 1%, more like the the 20%. That is what every rich person says. Wealth. Have you ever met a rich person? They always tell you that they're upper middle class. It's just, it's just the way it is. Um, perfect. Okay, so... So now you're just kind of wandering the land trying to make a name for yourself? Yeah, essentially just trying to make a name and uh, garner some wealth so he can, so I can impress uh, the women of Faerun. Wow, so like every man, you are motivated by women. Um, or more so motivated by my own selfish desires. But, perfect, you know, perfect. More or less... It's similar. Okay, so what we're saying is that the male race needs to be wiped off the face of the earth. And that's I what, never stated that exactly. That's what this podcast is really about. Yeah, truly, it's real. That's what it's all about. Is that um, we hate men and we want to see them gone from existence. So we have Bradley Copper, but the thing yes. is, I already told you, we're infiltrating the the normal rules of D and D. And we're, and we're pulling out something new that, that can be found, obviously, in this module. It can also be found in Tasha's Cauldron, uh, a new source book. Um, we're going to be using the sidekick rules. Um, and with those, you, Bradley Copper, will not be going it alone. You're going to need a sidekick to oh. help you out. How exactly am I going to get to choose this sidekick? Well, I think in our next episode, you're going to get to do pretty much a job interview for three different people looking to be your sidekick, looking to kick it in Faerun and make lots of gold and, you know, fight lots, lots of monsters. So we're going to have to oh shit, pick up with that in our next episode. Ah, oh, man. You mean it's over already? Well, it's over in a sense, but in another sense... It's just begun.
Modular is Thorin George as Bradley Copper and Luke Job as RDM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by the Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link in the description of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter, at ModThePod. You can join our private Facebook group, at The Modular Podcast Fan Club. You can follow us on Instagram, at The Modular Podcast. We're also hoping to set up a YouTube channel soon, where you can follow us not only for our episodes, but also maybe for some behind-the-scenes footage. Who knows? And if you like the show, please, please, please tell your friends, share it, tweet it, uh, Snapchat it, put it on your MySpace, uh, anything but parlor, really. And um, other than that, new episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. <laughs>